Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at the death of Mary Reeser. We've covered this topic before, way back in episode one. We're revisiting it now because I didn't look at possibly the most famous case of this phenomenon, the case of Mary Reeser. On July 2nd, 1951, Pansy Carpenter dropped by the apartment of Mary Reeser to deliver a telegram to her. When she knocked at the door, nobody answered. As the landlady, Pansy was obliged to enter the apartment to make sure everything was okay. When she grabbed the door handle, she found that it was unusually hot. Concerned, she called the police. The previous night, Mary had changed into her nightgown and taken two sleeping pills. She had sat in her easy chair with the windows open after saying goodbye to her son after he visited. She decided she wanted a cigarette, allowing herself one before bed. The police arrived with the fire department, who burst into the apartment to find it filled with soot and smoke. There was a pile of ashes where Mary had been sat the night before, and no sign of her. The fire department noted that a greasy substance had coated the walls, floor and ceiling of the apartment. Once the area was cleared and safe, the police began to look for evidence. In the debris, they found coil springs from the chair and part of Mary's spine. They also found her left foot, still in its slipper, and when they found her skull, they said that it had shrunken to the size of a teacup. What was strange about the situation was that the majority of the apartment, although warm, had remained intact. Only a small section of the space was really affected by the fire. A few things around the rest of the apartment were affected, but not burned. The plastic objects had suffered from the heat, softening the plastics and causing them to lose their shape. Candles in the apartment had melted, leaving just the wicks standing tall above puddles of melted wax. Anything in the lower half of the apartment seemed to be unaffected, though. In the investigation, it was discovered that Mary's neighbour and friend had been awoken at 5am by a banging sound. She went into the hallway to check it, thinking it was a slamming door, but nothing seemed to be out of place, so she went back to sleep. The amount of Mary Risa that remained after the fire could fit in a small box. We know from the Sodder family disappearance that it takes at least two hours to cremate a body. And we know from episode one that the temperature needs to remain extremely high for a body to burn. When I say extremely high, I mean 3000 Fahrenheit or 1648 Celsius, 
If the bang that the neighbor heard was the fire starting and Pansy Carpenter arrived at the apartment around 8 a.m., then Mary could feasibly have burned over three hours. The list of things found in the area of the fire is quite short. Glass fragments were found in the ashes and distorted glass, which softens when exposed to temperatures of 1000 to 1100 Fahrenheit or 537 to 593 Celsius, was found elsewhere in the apartment. Six small objects that were believed to be teeth, particles of bones, the skull and the unburned left foot were the only parts of Mary they could find. Pieces of metal were found in the ash, part of a cigarette lighter, white metal believed to be a hearing aid, fibres believed to be part of her nightgown, charred fabric believed to be from the chair, cotton material from the chair, charred wood, charred table legs, charred fabric from the rug, an unburned section of the rug that was covered in the greasy substance, and the chair springs were taken into evidence along with the remainder of the ashes. The police were completely baffled by what was presented and the FBI were called in. They analysed the grease from the apartment and they said that it was melted human fat. They also said that they didn't believe that Mary had spontaneously combusted, but did say that the fire likely caused her to burn up due to the wick effect. The wick effect suggests that the clothes act like a wick, keeping the internal body temperature high, melting the fat and perpetuating the fire. Once the death hit the media, sleuths phoned and wrote in with multiple tips, all of which were speculation and theoretical. Ultimately, none of these tips were followed and all of them were disregarded by the investigators who were looking at the evidence found in the apartment. Ultimately, Mary's death was ruled to be an accident. No. Ultimately, Mary's death was ruled to be an accidental death by fire of unknown origin. I'm going to do that again. Ultimately, Mary's death was ruled to be an accidental death by fire of unknown origin. Investigators confirmed that the ruling didn't mean that the investigation was over. They were just releasing the information so that Mary's remains could be buried. The FBI were convinced that the death wasn't the result of human combustion. If Mary Reeser didn't combust on her own, what could have caused it? Mary Reese's death was explained away by the FBI, but some people aren't convinced. What could have caused her death? Luckily, I've got some theories. The FBI refused to believe that Mary Reese just combusted on her own. They did, however, believe that once she was on fire, the wick effect began and kept her ablaze. 
The idea is logical, but it doesn't explain how the fire was contained to just a small portion of her apartment. Flammable substances are everywhere, and it would make more sense for the entire apartment to go up in flames, right? Of course, the contained fire caused people to disagree with the FBI. Dr. Wilton Krogman, a professor of physical anthropology at the University of Pennsylvania and experienced fire researcher, said that he had researched plenty of fire-related deaths and couldn't conceive of a complete cremation without more of the apartment burning as well. The police were concerned that Mary's death had actually been a murder and that she had been set alight by someone who wanted her dead. Her son said that she was nervous to go home and have some dinner that night, so maybe she knew something was about to happen. Morticians who were interviewed said that the complete cremation of her body made little sense due to the high temperature the body would need to be kept at. They said that during cremations, bodies are sprayed with oil during the whole process so they would keep burning. The investigation itself never turned up any accelerants, which wouldn't make any sense. If we factor in the wick effect, it becomes a possibility, but it doesn't explain just how the fire started or was contained. The sleuths thought there was some kind of outside influence to the death as well. Some said that lightning hit her, even though she was inside her apartment. Lightning doesn't actually do that to the body, so it can't be. Others said that a ball of fire came through the window and hit her. But surely if a fireball flew in the window, there would be scorching from the window to the body. Some thought it was a chemical like thermite or napalm, but both of those would be difficult to just get hold of by the general public, so it would suggest a military or mob here. But if that's the case, then who are the suspects? What could Mary have known that would put her in a position to be assassinated? The final theory today is that Mary did, in fact, just burn up in the middle of the night. We've looked at cases of human combustion before, and this case fits that bill. There was a source of the flame, since Mary had lit a cigarette. The clothes she was wearing would likely have burned up slowly enough to keep her body burning for a long time, causing her own body to keep the fire burning. And finally, the fire was contained to just the immediate vicinity of her body, with the rest of the apartment being covered in the greasy soot that goes along with that. It's been over 70 years since Mary Reeser died mysteriously in her apartment, and her death was ruled to be some kind of accident. Did she know some information that made her a target? Or was she just a victim of a natural and unexplained phenomenon? I can't tell you what to believe. (music) 
The story from this episode came from an ATI article called The Curious Case of Mary Reeser and Spontaneous Human Combustion. A Tampa Bay Times article called Spontaneous Combustion in St. Petersburg, The Curious Case of Mary Reeser. A Spectrum News article called The Curious Case of Mary Hardy Reeser. A Talk Murder article called The Unbelievable Case of Mary Reeser and Her Spontaneous Combustion. And a bugged article called The Bizarre Death of Mary Reeser, The Curious Case of Human Combustion. Theories from this episode came from the ATI article, the Tampa Bay Times article, and the Talk Murder article. The information about the Wick effect came from episode one, which links to a study from 2000. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, Links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree. And as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree but it doesn't open a new email, so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, and next week's episode comes out on August 17th, so hold on until then.